It's the True Grimaldi Podcast! Everybody, welcome to the Drew Grimaldi podcast. I uh, we got quite a show for you. It is quite a crazy time going on in the world right now. I say this every fucking week, as if it couldn't get any fucking weirder. But essentially, uh, Trump was in court again today on a, a fraud case. Where he apparently overvalued his, or undervalued, but the point is, is that they had trained professionals doing this. So Trump's in court, and they had all these tax guys going over everything, but Trump's in court today, and he starts talking about, just starts talking to the people, and I've... I've never seen like normally when you're like normally when you're like about to go in front of a judge, you're about probably like kissing their ass, you know, like you know, you wouldn't say anything bad about them because you'd pray to God, you know, that they'd help you out or you know, something like that. But he knows that it's just a rigged game. So he knows the gloves are off. So this was President Trump earlier today outside of the courthouse. So very simply put, it's a witch hunt. It's a disgrace. We have a corrupt attorney general in the state. You see how she does. This trial was railroaded and fast-tracked. This trial could have been brought years ago, but they waited till I was right in the middle of my campaign. The same with other trials and indictments. It's all run by DOJ, which is corrupt in Washington. So very simply put, I mean, he's 100% right. He will never get a fair trial in New York or in Washington, D.C. I mean, he lost both of those really bad. So to think that any of those people would think that it would... Democrats are going to think... This is a very, like... um, This is a very polarizing case. Because Democrats... They have been brainwashed so much that they've been saying, he's a bad guy, he's a bad guy. The Jedi mind tricked like a bunch of the population just repeating that he's a bad guy. You know? And the only bad thing that they can ever talk about is Jared Kushner getting all this money from the Saudis after he left office. But I will say one thing about that deal. At least the fucking Saudis answered President Trump. The Saudis did not answer when Biden called. They ducked him off. They didn't answer. Can you imagine that? The President of the United States is calling you, and you don't answer. That is what the Democrats have made of today's politics. They have made a joke out of today's politics. And they blame it on Trump. But it was the Democrats that, that, that really ruined this. But the Biden regime is going after Trump 
They're throwing everything at them right now. You know, they keep, they know that they're in the hot seat and they know that. So, and they know that Trump will beat them because he's Donald, because Joe Biden has done such a terrible job. But what I like to see is I like to see liberals when they start coming around. This is a very interesting one here. So Bill Maher has Ron DeSantis on there. And Bill Maher is, is a liberal. I mean, he's a raging liberal. But Bill Maher will say things to make you think, okay, he's, he's kind of a 60s Democrat kind of thing. Because, but his pulse is 100% correct. Listen to this one here. Why run against, against Trump? Trump. You're, You're trying, trying to thread, to thread this, this needle. needle. That will never happen. Well, well we, for a couple of reasons. You, you, can't, you, can't, you can't disavow him because you, that's the base. And yet you're running against him. And that's why, I mean, let's face it, Ron. If this if campaign was going well, you wouldn't be on this show. So, um... I mean, I've always been a fan of Bill Maher in terms of a performer. When I was doing stand-up comedy, there was always a lot of guys who come out and they do, you know, opening sets, have somebody come out, do 20 minutes, then they get out there, they do an hour, maybe 50 minutes, then get out of there. They get like an hour and 20 minutes, right? Bill Maher, I went to go see him at the Wharton Center in Michigan a few years back. And I was like, oh, this would be fun. I get to see, you know, some opener stuff like that. This guy, they just played the intro to his show, and he went straight into his comedy act. Two and a half hours later, he said, thank you guys so much. You guys have been great. So I might, I never, I don't actually, you know, very rarely do I agree with Bill Maher anymore. But I respect him as a performer. And I think that's a, an important point to make. I, I respect him as, as a performer. Because he's a hell of a performer. The same way, I think in a way, that we need to start respecting the Oval Office again. The lack of respect that was given to Trump um, was way worse than anything Obama got. Obama corrupted every institution. But in terms of like the actual pulse... This guy's always head on. So, and he does, and, and and he recently came out. He said that uh, that Joe Biden should retire. He said you did a great job. I don't know. I don't agree with him there. He's like you should get out of the race. You know, I think now that we got Bobby Kennedy in the race, Bobby Kennedy Jr. is. What would today be a, a, a 60s Democrat to me, which are, tend to be mostly Republicans. But it's crazy to me that they're ostracizing Bobby Kennedy like that. If Bobby Kennedy runs as, the, as an independent, a lot of people say that he would take votes away from, from Joe Biden. And maybe that's true with, the, you know, with his uh, last name being a Kennedy. But I do not think that that a lot of Democrats, I don't hear Democrats talk about Bobby Kennedy. I don't. Democrats are all cyborgs that are all in their tunnel vision. Oh, 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 don't fuck with my narrative. They say in their tunnel vision 
And they are so out of touch with reality. But I'm moving on. So Trump gets arrested. Or, you know, not arrested, but he's going through all this shit today. This is Trump on the justice system. And you don't like somebody, or if somebody's beating you by 10, 15, or 20 points like we're doing with crooked Joe Biden, let's indict the motherfucker. Let's indict. Yeah, but if you become president and you don't like somebody, or if somebody's beating you by 10, 15, or 20 points like we're doing with crooked Joe Biden, let's indict the motherfucker. Let's indict. And that's why he was the greatest fucking president of all time. Yes, he has his character flaws. Fine. But with his character flaws came certain perks, I believe, right? People always looked at him like he was a wild card. And as a wild card, everybody, because everybody looked at him as a wild card in the way that the media portrayed him, a lot of other countries didn't fuck with us. NATO kind of like rolled their eyes and they tried to act like, uh, but Trump tried to fucking make them pony up. The United States has been paying for that shit forever. The man has been right about mostly, about most stuff. I get, like, it's funny too, if you ever look at like any of the, uh, fact checks on a lot of Trump stuff, it, it's all, okay, you know, Trump said there was like 100,000 people there and there were like 75, you know, well, okay, whatever, he exaggerated. That's, you know, 75,000 or, you know, however many, 35,000. But that would be the exaggeration. And they still give Trump this shit after Joe Biden doing all this stuff that he does. And you know what? I think that, like, the media just wanted so badly for people to just go, oh, it's Grandpa Joe. Oh. But he's such a fucking piece of shit that, like, everything he touches turns to shit. I mean, anyways, so that's Trump with uh, the justice system targeting him. When you're winning by that much, indict the motherfucker. Uh, so we were facing a government shutdown. Now, keep in mind, there is unprecedented amount of spending going on right now that is causing inflation. And I like to say this, that like people watch Bitcoin. Right, because Bitcoin's the big one, and if it goes up, a lot of times you'll have altcoins or other investments within that that go up too. In much ways, in many ways, the United States is kind of like Bitcoin. When the United States is faced with record inflation, it's going to cause it all over the world. That's why people are ditch are starting to ditch the U the U.S. currency. It's complete mismanagement, and it's by politicians like this. So, um, CNN did this bit, uh, who to blame for the government shutdown, okay? Now, obviously, you're going to think that they're going to say Republicans, but just watch this. This is an interesting clip. I think this one was a bit of a surprise to me, given, I think, what the conventional wisdom is. So there have been a number of polls on this. So who would you mainly blame for a government shutdown? 
Actually, the plurality blamed Joe Biden or the Democrats in Congress at 39%, the GOP in Congress at 33%, both equally at 22 But in the two polls that I have seen, when you combine Biden and the congressional Democrats, more voters blame them than blame Republicans in Congress. And that is very different than what we've seen in prior shutdowns. So who is the public blame for, blame for prior shutdowns? Republicans in 95, 96, Republicans in 2013, and Republicans in 2018, 19. So this may be a shutdown that is quite different than that in terms of the public blame, because at least at this point, more Americans say they'll blame Biden and or the Democrats in Congress. I think they So it didn't get shut down. They folded again. Now, hear me out on this. The politicians, when they're in the event of a government shutdown, the politicians still get paid. The military do not... Uh, like staffers do not, um, and a lot of others. Now, what I would like to see is that a politician should get in there and reverse those roles. Most of these guys that are in there, you know, in Congress, are worth millions of dollars. They're worth millions of dollars, and they're the only ones that get paid during a shutdown. You think they're going to feel that more? You think maybe they wouldn't wait till the fucking last minute to, to do that? I mean, that should be something that's put forward immediately. But, so, we did ended up not shutting down. And uh, Biden gives remarks on this, on the government shutdown, and he just spaces out. Check this one out. I hope this experience for the speaker has been one of a personal revelation. I'm not being facetious. I, uh, um, anyway. I mean, can we get somebody in there, please? I don't care if they're fucking Democrat or Republican. As long as they have common sense, they're for the American people, and they're not fucking 90 years old. This dude should be in a nursing home. I've, I've taken care of people with dementia, and it's, and it's tough. It's real tough. But I can tell you 100% for certain, that's what that is. And it's and then I think about this too, right? So, like, I, I I wear an Apple Watch, and I started, you know, tracking my heart rate and stuff like that. And I started noticing that, like, when I drink, how bad it is on the body, right? Because my heart rate's all over the place. Now, when they send Joe Biden into a debate or an important speech, they are giving this guy tons of drugs to wake up, to be alert, to be on point, and not embarrass everybody. And they still look like that. Anyways. So, he just spaces out. Like, what the fuck? Is, I mean, I understand, you know, taking a thoughtful pause, but he was 100%. He, he was gone. It was lost. 
I mean, he didn't even know where he was supposed to be, what he was supposed to be doing, what day it was. We need some young people in there, but some, somebody who appreciates conservative values, traditions, the Constitution, you know, Democrats like to talk about how fair the 2020 election was. Well, under the guise of COVID-19 and a lot of the law in a lot of the, all over the country, they changed or yeah, they changed the laws so that they would be able to allow mail-in voting days after the election, mail out ballots to everybody on, on their, I mean, they sent so many ballots out and it's like back in other elections, it was always, you know, Hey, you want to do absentee? You got to apply for it. You got to have a damn good reason, you know, show up, put your ass there. But now the Democrats, it, it, their fraud is too obvious because they've been doing it for so long without being checked. It's so blatant. It's almost as blatant as being lied to by the Bush cartels during, you know, during, you know, our uh, Iraq invasion. Saying that there was weapons of mass destruction. There was nothing on that. It was just for oil. But I mean, at least fucking, I mean, as stupid as uh, George Bush was, at least he had a, a decent crew around him. Dick Cheney was the probably the best person he could have had next to him after 9-11. Um, I think it's, you know, fucking hilarious, too. Like, the story about, you know, the Democrats come out talking about how the CIA abused prisoners of war, you know, that after 9-11 of, like, terrorist cells. And, and like, Dick Cheney came on and he goes, 3,000 Americans died that day. It was my job to make sure that it never happened again. Now, Dick Cheney was a little bit more of a police hog of the world. He wanted to police the world. That was his idea of good foreign policy, where Trump just wants to home build. You gotta have a little bit of both, because nobody fucks with the big guy. But here is, uh, oh yeah, this is good. So Trump um, making fun of the California elites. Check this one out. They take you to shower. They're told to hurry up. You're only allowed a small amount of water when they take you. That's why rich people from Beverly Hills, generally speaking, don't smell so good, you know. <laughs> Typically. You ever notice? They're not great. Their hygiene is not good, but it's forced to be that way. So when you meet somebody with a beautiful house in Beverly Hills, you know that person is sort of disgusting under there. <laughs> the man but likes where you wash your hands and you're supposed to take no more than 30 seconds. They want a quick, quick hands. And yet they're paying millions and millions of dollars in taxes. Millions of dollars, these people. And, and whether it's rich people or people that are just paying a small amount of that, you're allowed. They're taking a shower. They're told to hurt. I think that's hilarious. He's just taking shots at everybody. Taking shots at him. Nothing wrong with that. Um, so this is another interesting clip here for you. Talking about, I knew we were getting to this. I brought it up earlier. How Trump's been right about a lot of things, right? He's been right about a lot of things. And I think this is a very, very interesting clip from back uh, when Trump was president and he met with Zelensky. Uh, check this one out. This is craziness. 
Will the military aid continue? Can you assure that it will continue in the future? Well, we're working with Ukraine, and we want other countries to work with Ukraine. When I say work, I'm referring to money. They should put up more money. We put up a lot of money. I gave you anti-tank busters that, frankly, President Obama was sending you pillows and sheets. And I gave you anti-tank busters, and a lot of people didn't want to do that, but I did it. And I really hope that Russia, because I really believe that President Putin would like to do something, I really hope that you and President Putin get together and can solve your problem. That would be a tremendous achievement. And I know you're trying to do that. But he's been right about a lot of it. He sent them weapons that could actually do shit that the uh, that Obama wasn't sending them stuff. That was always the criticism. They're like, oh, he wasn't sending them weapons. He was sending them to Mexico. The Fast and Furious scandal. Check that out if you don't know what I'm talking about. But um, so during the Fox News debates, we had uh, Dana Perino. And She's been, you know, it, it, we always talk about from, you know, my perspective that, like, Fox News fucking sucks now. They are just awful. They're, they're awful. I mean, they're, daytime Fox is just liberal bullshit. And I think that's what they're trying to do. I mean, it's a, another hostile takeover when they got rid of Murdoch. But <laughs> this is Dana Perino, okay, introducing Hillary Clinton see the um, of our organization with some that you are here to see the amazing secretary the amazing clinton she did she say her, she called hillary amazing she called hillary clinton amazing of our organization that is what fox news has become it's sad it's disgusting little weird, quite frankly. I mean, like, ugh, the amazing? Ugh. That woman is awful. So, here is Byron Donalds uh, destroying the Democrats' narrative of, hey, there's no evidence. Hey, uh, there's no evidence of co collusion with... Uh, Joe Biden and uh, his, his and, son. Um, Mr. Dubinsky, I'm going to come to you quickly. A lot of talk about evidence. On the screens in the room, we have an organizational chart from the IRS investigative team that was looking into the business practices of Hunter Biden and his associates. This org chart is from 2014. Now, Mr. Dubinsky, when my former life, I was in community banking, and I'm, com I'm comfortable with looking at organizational charts. When I first saw this chart, the first thing I thought about was a real estate holding company or a developer, and this is not to demean developers in the great state of America, but developers typically have multiple companies that float with various business interests and business lines. But the funny thing is that in the business dealings of Hunter Biden, there is no real estate. None at all. So, Mr. Dubinsky, in your professional experience, looking at this organizational chart of business structure, what do you see here? 
I see a very complicated structure of entities uh, that are interrelated and would give me concern. If I were an investigator, I would want to know what's going on in these entities, who's behind them, how's, how's the money moving between them, and what is the substance of the transactions? What's really going on here? Mr. Dominski, do you think it's in the, in the interest of this committee that is now in an inquiry phase to actually find out all of the uh, flow of money between these entities and what the purpose was? Absolutely. Uh, next slide, please. For my colleagues on the other side, we're going to start talking evidence now. This is now a slide of the organizational chart of the Hunter Biden business, business uh, companies and, and with associates from 2018, from the same IRS investigators who were broke down the business structure in 2014. Does this slide cause you the same concern, Mr. Dubinsky? Yes, it does. Okay. Now, let's talk about some more. Actually, one point I want to make on this. Ladies and gentlemen, if, and I know it's kind of small, so I would love to submit, I will submit all this for the record. I would love my colleagues on the other side to see this. In 2014, one of the key owners was Devin Archer, who did testify and who did, was, uh, uh, was under deposition under oath by the oversight committee. In 2018, Devin Archer is no longer listed. But his, but his wife, wife Krista Archer, Archer, is now listed. Mr. Dubinsky, when you see a situation where ownership interest moves from one spouse to the other, is that a concern of some level of fraud potentially? I, I would call it a red flag. That's something I would look at and, and, again, try to get to the bottom of what happened there. Was it just transferred? Was there money behind it? What was going on? Okay, thank you. Next slide. Now, this is to a text message. This is a text message. Um, between, uh, it's going to Naomi Biden. That's what this one is. Hold on, let me get my stuff back. There we go. Sorry. This is the WhatsApp text message between Jim Biden and Hunter Biden. In this text message, it clearly says, anyway, we can talk later, but you've been drawn into something purely for the purpose of protecting dad. This is between Hunter Biden and Jim Biden. Last time I checked, the father of Jim Biden and Joe Biden has now passed away. So I'm assuming this is Hunter Biden saying to Jim Biden, the president's brother, that you've been brought in this for the sole purpose of protecting dad. Miss O'Connor, do you think that this text message would lead this committee to get further information about the business dealings of Hunter Biden and how that actually links to Jim Biden, the president's brother, and why they are so concerned with protecting Dad, a.k.a. Joe Biden, a.k.a. the President of the United States? Yes. Thank you. Next slide, please. This is a text message between um, Hunter Biden and Naomi Biden. And this one is a famous one. Everybody knows this one. This is a famous one that says, I hope you all do what I did and pay for everything for this entire family for 30 years. It's really hard. But don't worry, unlike Pop, I won't make you, I won't make you give me half your salary. Mr. Dubinsky, if you saw a text message like this in a potential money laundering operation or a potential pay for play operation, would you be looking for information related to money going from son to father? Absolutely, without a doubt. Thank you. Next slide. Oh, this is a fun one. Ladies and gentlemen, this one is from 2018. This is about four months before Joe Biden launched his campaign for president of the United States. December 2018. The highlight is, this is a text message between Jim Biden and Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden was in a bad way, by the way. He was, he was really strung out. He lost a bunch of money. He needed help. Jim Biden says, this can work. You need a safe harbor. 
I can work with your father alone. It'll probably take several months and everybody can read the text. Ms. O'Connor, Mr. Dubinsky, if you saw text messages like this between the president's brother and the president's son, wouldn't you be concerned about them trying to give plausible deniability for the president of the United States to not have any knowledge of said business dealings? Hmm. It's worth Gentlemen, time's retired, but please answer the question. It's worth investigating. Mr. Dubinsky? I would agree. I would, I would investigate this. I yield back. So... That was it. See, the Republicans in that committee still have no evidence. It's all a sham. Uh, it's just political. The president's not compromised. The Easter Bunny is real. <clears throat> These people in the White House are imposters and they're criminals. They are 100% criminal. I mean, it is insane that this is going on. And the 51 intel agents that discredited this whole thing are now working in the Biden regime. It is fucking nuts. That's why nobody gets fired from, from, the, from the Biden regime. Or from the Democrats. Nobody ever gets fired. They shuffle them around. Catherine Sebelius and the IRS thing. Oh, just give her a new job. Give her a new title. Hopefully the press forgets her. Oh, that was the last time uh, a president weaponized a three-letter agency against... I can't imagine that Obama corrupted any more than just the IRS. But Democrats are still saying, you know... That Biden's, <laughs> Biden's not guilty. Say, where's the evidence? Where's the evidence? There's no evidence. There's no evidence. And that was just a little bit. That was the tip of an iceberg, what he just showed there. But Democrats, this is what Democrats are saying. This is what Democrats are saying in rebuttal to, um, to Biden and all of this. This is... This is Democrats' testimony. I mean, you could not make this up. You're gaslighting. Impeachment like inquiry isn't about the United States. It's about Hunter Biden. And the only thing the president is, can be guilty of here is being a father. Whoa. I yield back to the ranking. Impeachment inquiry isn't about the... Oh, my God. The only thing Joe is guilty of is being a good father. Yep. Yep. And that's... That's all I got for you. Thanks so much for listening. Get out there and talk shit to a liberal today. Get out there and talk shit to them. Keep the faith. God bless. And we will see you Wednesday.